Hi, thank you for being here today. For the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. I believe so many folks today are ready to experience enlightenment. I also believe that folks would like to experience more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. If that describes you, well then, welcome to the Kate T. Benson podcast, where I, your host, Kate T. Benson, provides straightforward, actionable information about achieving enlightenment and experiencing more good and less bad along the way. Today, I want to talk about something that I realized which is that we can experience enlightenment and we can have more good and less bad the same way. And that is by reframing our identity. Over the next three episodes, I'm going to explain what identity is and what it means to reframe identity, whether for reaching enlightenment or for experiencing more good and less bad along the way. But first, today, I'll give some background on identity. So about identity. There are lots of ways to think about identity and lots of folks, scientists and psychologists and philosophers and modern day marketers who have described it and defined it. I did a master's at A&M in psychology and my master's thesis was on identity. It's been a real passion of mine since I was a teenager. And I have read more than my fair share about identity, what it is and how it develops. So I'll mention a few of the key players and major ideas about what identity is. But out of the literally hundreds of thousands of pages I've read on the nature of identity, the best way I've come up with to summarize it is that your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the question the Cheshire Cat asks Alice in Alice in Wonderland. You remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And what I learned after everything I read is that our identity is the answer. It's all the answers to the Cheshire Cat's question. So for example, let's say we ask grown-up Alice, who are you? And let's say grown-up Alice answers, oh, who are we? We're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. So every one of those is an answer to the Cheshire Cat's question. And every one of those is a part of Alice's identity. And that's why the Cheshire Cat's question is my favorite summary for identity. Because it's so simple. But I'll still share a little more about identity from two old school psychology folks, William James and Eric Erickson. And then I'll describe one more personal brand, which is a more modern notion that you're probably more familiar with. 
Okay, so in psychology, the concept of identity and related concepts like the self is first talked about by William James. And this is in the late 1800s. If you've ever heard the phrase a stream of consciousness, it's William James who came up with that. So James talked about identity as being made up of two parts, the I and the me. According to James, the me is the collection of things that we think of as belonging to us or being ours, like our physical body, our arms and legs, our possessions, like our clothes or our bed, but also things like our relationships or our successes and failures or suffering and joy and all our memories meaning that all of those are a part of the collection of things that we think of as belonging to me or being mine. And according to James, the I thinks about all the me's or the minds and includes them all in your sense of self or your sense of who you are. For example, the I says, all these memories of me at age five at the park or me at age 25 with a group of friends, they may look like different me's and technically they are different, right? But they all belong to the same I, meaning even though you're kind of a different person in each of those memories, you're still technically the same person, the person who has all of those memories. According to James, the I also has the responsibility of giving each me a feeling of warmth. Okay, think of a memory of a childhood pet and feel the warmth of your memory, the warmth in your heart that comes when you think of them. But now think of a story that you've been told about yourself from your childhood one that you don't have a memory of. Maybe some cute story about you playing in the bathtub. You know that the story is about you, but you don't feel the warmth that you feel when you think about the memory of a childhood pet. And there's no sense of warmth because it's not your memory. It's just a story about you. It's not your story. So super simple one sentence summary. Identity, according to James, is the collection of stories we tell ourselves about who we are. Another older school psychology folk with a big focus on identity was Eric Erickson. So this is in the 1960s. And Erickson said that we're not born who we are, but that our identity is the result of a developmental process. And that developmental process, or the idea of that developmental process, is that we try on social roles until we find a sense of identity that's perfectly fitted for us. So consider our example of Alice who identifies as a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. 
Each one of those is a social role. And each one of those is a choice that Alice made. It may have started as an interest, like stamp collecting, or maybe it was a lifelong dream, like being a mom or a researcher. But each one is something that Alice had to work at in order to become. Meaning Alice wasn't born any of those things, but Alice became those things through Alice's own hard work and effort over time through a developmental process. To say a little bit more about social roles or social identities, they're kind of like outfits. For example, the firefighter outfit. And we try on that outfit to see how it feels for us, how well it fits our sense of who we are. If we like the outfit, we keep it. And then when someone asks you, who are you? We say, we're a firefighter. And then we wear that outfit until it doesn't fit right or doesn't feel right anymore. So super simple one sentence summary identity, according to Erickson, is all the answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? And in our example, grown up Alice identified, oh, who am I? Well, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part time firefighting stamp collector, which means that all of those things are a part of Alice's identity, that all of those are a part of Alice's sense of self or what it means to Alice to be Alice. There are also ways of thinking about identity that are outside of psychology and more modern, like personal brand. To say just a little bit about it, personal brand is basically the image that you present to the world. So not so much the social roles you fill, like being a researcher or a stamp collector, but the personal style you bring when filling those roles, like your personality, your appearance and communication style, as well as things about you, like your values and beliefs, things that influence your choices about the roles you fill, as well as the style you bring to those roles. So for example, if you value being a nice person, then being a nice person is going to be a part of the style that you bring to stamp collecting. That you collect stamps in the way that a nice person would. And whatever that means to you in that context, for example, maybe it means not hoarding a certain kind of stamp, even though you think it might go up in value at some point in the future, because that's part, just because that's part of your sense of being nice. Just meaning that whatever it is that's important to you about being nice, that's something that will be present in the way, in the style with which you collect stamps. And that's personal brand. And that, in a nutshell, is identity. And that's all the background that we need for talking about reframing identity to achieve enlightenment and to experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way. Okay, let me summarize a bit because I did talk about a lot today. 
At the start of today's show, I talked about the fact that for the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. And that not only can we all experience enlightenment, but that we can experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way. I also mentioned that we can achieve both enlightenment as well as more good and less bad in the same way, which is by reframing our identity. To get ready to talk about reframing identity, I gave some background today on identity. And next time in the second episode, I'll talk about how to reframe identity in order to experience more good and less bad. And then in the third episode, I'll talk about how to reframe identity in order to experience enlightenment. Yeah, so recapping today, I talked about identity and I mentioned that I did my master's at A&M in psychology focused on identity and that out of the literally hundreds of thousands of pages I've read on identity, the best way I've come up with to summarize it is that your identity is all the answers you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. And the Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And I suggested that grown-up Alice might say, oh, who am I? I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Which means that all of those things are a part of Alice's identity. That all of those are a part of Alice's sense of self or what it means to Alice to be Alice. I also talked about the work of two old school psychology theorists, James and Erickson, as well as personal brand. According to James, identity is made up of the I and the me. And a super simple one sentence summary of identity is that identity, according to James, is the collection of stories we tell ourselves about who we are. Then I talked about Erickson, who thought that identity is a developmental process and that we try on social roles until we find a sense of identity that's perfectly fitted for us. And a super simple one sentence summary is that your identity, according to Erickson, is all the answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? It's grown up Alice's list of being a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. And then I mentioned personal brand, which is a way of thinking about identity from outside of psychology and more modern. And I said that personal brand is not so much the social roles you fill, like being a researcher or a stamp collector, but the personal style you bring when filling those roles and the image you present to the world about it. And that's what I talked about today. Thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're curious, you can learn more about me and sign up for my newsletter at katetbenson.com. When you sign up, you'll receive a special report on a nature mindfulness practice. It's a practice that folks have been using for thousands of years on their journey to enlightenment. And it was a huge part of my practice. Also, 
I accept and am so very grateful for my listeners' support. If you're able, you can support the show. There are links on my website in the product page. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kate T. Benson. And there is also a developing Kate T. Benson community on Facebook. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.